0: Konnichiwa, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. Samurai Appliance Repair Man with you, along with...
1: Mrs. Samurai. My SemperFi
0: ever-faithful partner in (laughs) crime and lots of other things.
1: Always here for you.
0: Oh, baby, you're so sweet. I
1: know.
0: Well, today we're continuing our excellent appliance excursion into Samurai's... 12 Laws of Appliance Repair.
1: Yes, these should be inscribed on every stone building out there. They're not yet, so you just have to come here to get them. Just
0: write them on your heart. Just open your chest right up and take a little magic marker and just write them right on your left ventricle. And that way they'll always be where you need them where you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so the first...
1: I, I don't know if our insurance company will cover this when we get sued. Okay.
0: Uh, the first episode, we did Laws 1 through 4. And <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, got to get the visual image off of there. Okay. Yeah,
0: and All this right. one we're doing Laws 5 through 8. Yes. And it should be another brief show, getting through this. And then uh, at the end, a couple listener emails. Oh, yeah. So, without, uh, well, before we get into that, though, don't we need to hear from someone?
1: How about... Our sponsor!
0: Let's hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Fixitnow.com Samurai Appliance Repairman Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com Appliance Repairman Helps thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you, too. Uh, Fixitnow.com Welcome back, my friends. And we'll go right into Samurai's Fifth Law of Appliance Repair.
1: Yes, the Fifth Law is... Electronics and wet appliances do not mix.
0: Now, I guess the thing that's really kind of sad about this law is that you would think it wouldn't have to be written.
1: Well, and once you understand it, unfortunately, sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do about it.
0: No, indeed. But apparently, it's this is a this is a response to what the fad the current fad is in manufacturing. Manufacturers love to use these fancy electronic boards for things that. Used to be and still should be done by simple mechanical switches, things like turning the machine on and off, uh, controlling temperature function, temperature uh, selection and dishwashers and washing machines but um, and in uh, I see these boards fail frequently and at far greater expense than the old mechanical switches they're also more difficult to troubleshoot hmm. The other thing that's Annoying about them and I I don't have a problem with electronics. I used to fix radars in the Navy back in my Navy days and and, uh, fully checked out and all that stuff, but They don't include the schematics for these electronic boards. The boards are treated as a black box So you just are basically supposed to troubleshoot to the board to see if it's bad If it's getting its voltage and not putting its output in you're supposed to assume the board is bad Usually that works out, but the point is that These boards shouldn't be there in the first place. And they're not and then to add salt in the wound they they don't they don't include adequate information that allows you to properly troubleshoot the board mm-hmm. so um and these boards are expensive they're, not only is the failure rate of these cheesy overpriced electronic boards much higher than the, than the mechanical switches um, but they're more difficult to replace, and they're just less reliable so if you have a choice when buying new appliances opt for the model that has few or no electronic boards
1: which of course is getting harder and harder
0: it is especially in dishwashers
1: Um, and that seems to be the biggest culprit with this with the hot steamy environment of a dishwasher and i mean we all grew up but they just had the dials and the little buttons that would click in or out right and 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 that's what you want yeah i don't even know if it's very difficult to find those anymore
0: in fact i'm trying to think here And I can't think of a current production model dishwasher that is all mechanical controls. Uh, As far as I, and I'm sure there's one out there, so if anyone knows one, please let us know. Just email me at podcast at fixitnow.com. And let me know if you know of a current production model dishwasher that uses all mechanical switches.
1: In the meantime, you know, if somebody out there there wants to start a... um, a grassroots effort to, you know, mm. boycott the manufacturers. You know, just devote your entire life to trying to change this um this really terrible thing happening. We,
0: we've given you a mission, yes. A a cause celebrare Is that the word?
1: So, uh, well, I'm not going to try cause, for that one.
0: Cause celebre.
1: Celebra, one of those.
0: A cause celebrex.
1: Ah, there we go. Yeah, that's it. So. Well, maybe we should move on to the law. Let's move sixth on to law. the
0: sixth law.
1: Begin troubleshooting right at the problem.
0: This is, um, you'd almost think this one wouldn't need to be written either, except this really just gets into basic troubleshooting skill. And a lot of times people will be posting a question in the forum, a problem with the washing machine or whatever the appliance is, and they have no idea of where to even start. Well, the basic rule of troubleshooting is start where the problem is. For example, that's, and I don't mean for that to sound trite. For example, a dryer is not heating. Where would you start in that situation? Well, I would start at the heating element because that's what's not working in that case. Oven, bake element is not coming on. I would start right at the bake element and I would test the bake element for continuity and make sure that uh, it's not open. I would also make sure that it's getting proper voltage and then work back from there. So you wanna start at the problem that's manifesting to you as a problem symptom and then work backwards now that it may be, if you're starting starting at the problem, it may be you find that the element's bad, or or the heating element's bad, or or the board is bad, or so. You may find that that is the problem. A lot of times, though, that's not the problem. You have to, it's it's simply not getting its proper inputs, not getting voltage, whatever it is. You have to work back from there. But you, in any case, you need to start at the problem and systematically work back um, until you find what is causing the problem, obstructing the voltage, interrupting the current, whatever the situation is. So start at the problem and then work backwards until you locate the uh, cause of the problem.
1: Right, I think that's probably most helpful advice for uh, a do-it-yourselfer who doesn't do a lot of troubleshooting right. of things like this and so just this helps them to, to use a little logic and to just focus on how to get started. Right,
0: there is a basic skill to troubleshooting and and this is one of the basic tenets that you learn when you go through, any, If you if you're in a troubleshooting trade or if you've gone through any type of school that involves troubleshooting, like in the Navy A school, you get very well versed in troubleshooting. There is a a specific discipline in in, in troubleshooting and how you approach a problem. The first step is problem identification, and then you break it down into its component problems, and you solve each one if it's a complicated problem. That's just the Good. first step, and this is the first skill in right. uh, troubleshooting: is go right, start right at the problem.
1: All right. Samurai's seventh law of appliance repair is all leaks are visual.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Now this one uh, also came out of a lot of questions that I would see in the forum. Um, a, a common one. This will happen a lot. Um, my dish, my washing machine is leaking water. I see water underneath. What could it be? Well you know the thing to do there is pull the cover off pull the front panel off the washing machine and f- see exactly where the leak is occurring this is true any of your wet appliances washing machine dishwasher uh, dishwashers leaking you've got to get down in there get and remove whatever panels you need to remove to gain access to and so that you can peer in with a flashlight while the machines running and see where that leak is coming from this is what I mean all leaks are visual and in that in that sense Troubleshooting a leak is very easy because you're not using a meter or anything. You're just using your eyeballs to find where that leak's coming from.
1: Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, since you mentioned removing panels, uh, covers, things like that, as speaking as somebody who hasn't done a lot of repair work or something, that is almost the most intimidating thing to me because they make these things that look like they can't come apart, like the cover of a washing machine or dryer. And I know some are easier than others, and there are a lot of helps at our website, specifically for simply how to remove covers off of appliances, right? Oh, so you can get your eyeballs on things.
0: Oh, Plenty of disassembly help. Um, if you go to fixitnow.com, uh, the easy way to find things. How to explain this? Um, one way is to search. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the fastest way to find things at the website. If you go to fixitnow.com, Scroll down below the friendly orange block, and on the right-hand side, you'll see a search form there, and and use that search box. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be very spe- real specific. In other words, don't search say you know my Whirlpool washer model number of bloppity blop is you know leaking. Be a little be a little more general. You know, say things like washer leaking, and and you'll pull up several pages and and uh, or several entries, and you can go um, look through each one, browse through each one that way the forum is also searchable it has a very good search for, uh, function built into the forum um there's a prominent link to the forum uh, at our website fixitnow.com in the orange box you can get a uh, link says get expert help at the forum and um the forum is searchable and so uh, the other way is through uh, our fixit photos i don't have a real concise way of describing how to get to those fixit photos um actually they're in the FAQ page. I think they're in the F A Yeah. You go to fixitnow.com. I've got so much stuff at the website.
1: Oh, there's over two thousand pages. Yeah, it gets really hard to keep it all straight, but that's why we have searches. Right. And even at the forum, if you're looking for something and can't find it, just you know, post a question and, and
0: well and as fresh stuff comes in, as I create fresh content for the website. The older stuff from years back, I mean the site's pretty old and as by internet standards it's ancient. The old stuff that I did years ago just gets pushed out of my memory. So but the stuff's still there and people come up bring it up and ask me questions about it that I'd forgotten about. It's like, oh I forgot about that post. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to fixitnow.com and then the appliance repair FAQ page, general appliance um, tips on the FAQ page. There is a link to Fix-It Photos there, and there's galleries of uh, photos that show you disassembly. Mm-hmm. There's a very good um, page on dryer disassembly, for example. There's one for all the appliances that you'll, you'll find there.
1: All right. So, oh, it's the important first step there.
0: It, absolutely.
1: Speaking of firsts, well, first we're going to say eighth. Samurai's eighth law of appliance repair states fix the obvious problems first.
0: Yes. Now, this one can sound um, very similar to the sixth law of appliance repair, which, as you'll recall, says, states, begin troubleshooting right at the problem.
1: Well, that was troubleshooting, but now we're saying fix, right?
0: Right, exactly. And in this one, this is really uh, applies to the situation where you've got an appliance and you think, or you know, that you've got more than one thing wrong with it. Well, the eighth law says, and... and, and I'm sorry to jump around, but you, you think or you know that you've got several problems wrong with it, one of which is obvious, and then you think that there are several other things wrong with it as well, and you may be wondering whether or not it's worth it to even do the repair. Well, it's, it's hard to say to answer that question, but to tackle this problem, let's assume that you are motivated to do the repair. In tackling this problem, you have to fix the obvious problem first. What you'll find if you do that is that if you fix the obvious problem first, the other ones will usually be resolved. Because, in my experience with appliances, it's very rare to go to an appliance and find two or more things broken at the same time. Yes, abuse situations and things like that, but I'm talking about in the normal, you know, standard bell curve case. Oh, there's
1: there's abused appliances out there? There
0: are there are abused appliances. I think there's... Um, isn't there some organization for abused appliances just like there are for kids? Oh, well,
1: There ought to be. I
0: know, or animals or
1: something, I mean,
0: some shelters for abused appliances.
1: There we go, an- another cause for people out there.
0: That's right. So, and the other, the other uh, point on this is, if other, you can't, most of the time, almost all the time, in fact I can't think of a situation where you, that would be an exception to this, you can't even diagnose the other problems uh, unle- until you fix the obvious ones, uh, the obvious one, right. So, um, fix the obvious problem first,
1: right. Don't be tempted to buy a whole bunch of different parts, thinking you're gonna have to.
0: Yeah, buy small. This also ties in with the um, basic troubleshooting discipline, um, and I mentioned mm-hmm. this earlier, where. You've got a problem, and it seems complicated, and it has several facets to it. Well, you break the problem down into its little component parts, and you solve each one. This is also, in, in the engineering world, this is called the superposition theorem, where when you have a complicated engineering problem, you don't try to swallow the elephant and, and do the whole thing. You break it up into bite-sized little pieces, and you solve each one. And when you've done that, then you've solved the whole problem.
1: So, Ah, oh, the wisdom we get here. Oh. So we've gotten through the eight, eight out of the twelve laws mm-hmm, right. of appliance repair. We will do the last four in our next episode. That's so keep correct. an eye out for that.
0: Yep. So that finishes up uh, this installment of the uh, twelve laws of appliance repairs. Uh, of appliance repair, and uh, next episode we'll get into the last four. So for now, we're going to move into the email section of our show. Yes. All right, so who are we going to hear from first?
1: Well, first we have Dennis, and this is a fan mail. We love to get that. We do. Before I continue, let me just say we'd love to hear from you. You can give us comments, questions, things you'd like to hear about on this show, and our email address is podcast at fixitnow.com. Very simple. Mm -hmm. So Dennis says, your tip for getting the effin' boot retainer spring back on the front-loading washer is a godsend. My wife was beginning to doubt my white-belt appliance repair skills. If fixing computers did not pay so damn well, I would quit and become an appliance repairman in a second. Domo arigato.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, Domo right back at you, Dennis. And um, I
1: think I remember your description of that, that boot retainer spring. It is quite a
0: it it's a little tricky tricky right yeah and uh, I I had posted a tip on this at the website and you can search and find it there if it's scrolled off in in the uh, avalanche of new tips that have been posted but one uh, only one comment on this for Dennis and that is that um stay in fixing computers um fixing appliances doesn't pay well at all so <laughs> you'd be well advised to stay with the with the computer repair field
1: you just have to—you have to love doing it, right, honey? It's—it's
0: it's a labor of love. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think also I think appliance repair is a dying trade too. Um, good article I posted on that, but it's the kind of trade where you're automatically seen as a bad guy. You know, sixty minutes has conditioned people to think that because we fix appliances, we're lying when our lips move, and pe- there's an automatic mistrust. Of a, some of it's self-inflicted in the trade because there's a lot of charlatans and hacks out there doing oh, things. Yeah. They're not all the little guys, by the way. Um, most of the sh- the charlatans and the chicanery that I've heard of in running the website and heard of from people emailing me and telling me about it has been from the big companies. Um, one oh, yeah. of which starts with an S and ends with an S. Mm. Uh-huh. You fill in the fill in the uh, spaces there. You connect the dots. But uh, yeah, stick with doing a computer repair, right? And just do appliance repair as a hobby.
1: But what, we're, as an offshoot of what you were just talking about, that's why learning to do it yourself is so important, because it's in-home service ex- is expensive. New appliances, the the prices are staying kind of flat, yeah. and so that's making people think, oh. You know, it's almost cheap. as cheap to buy a new one, but I just bought this one. I hate to do that. It's such a – either it's a pain or it's a waste or whatever. Hey, just with a few simple tips from the samurai and, right. and a little bit of just basic handiness. It really do, doesn't take a lot.
0: Do-it-yourself yeah. is the is is the next mega trend in appliance repair. Um, I, in fact, I was just talking with someone. I meant to tell you about this earlier. Um, someone called me on the hotline, um, and he happened to mention that um, – had someone over to troubleshoot his range, and he, it just needs the control board. Uh, but the guy said it was going to be, I don't know, $400 to fix it. And he said, What the range only costed $600. And so he, he immediately his comment was that the guy was trying to rip him off. Right. Well, and, and I think what people don't get is that the cost of actually purchasing that appliance – you know, which is made in China or Mexico or somewhere else,
1: right? Or at least all the parts are definitely made all over the world. Well, and
0: and many of the appliances are actually assembled in, right. in other places, although not not so true, not so much true for the American brands, but uh, increasingly becoming more that way. Right. Still, though, you're talking about a whole different economic structure for manufacturing and distributing an appliance as opposed to the whole economic structure of an independent servicer. Running a business, driving to your house with a fully stocked van, knowing what to do, having the part, having the know-how, and the parts and the skills to and be able to get it fixed, the insurance
1: and the advertising and just everything else. They,
0: there's a complete disconnect there. Right. They are not related at all. It, in other words, even if you paid four thousand dollars for the range, the cost that's not that does not that has no bearing on the cost that it takes to for a servicer to come to your house to fix it. Mm-hmm. There, there's just no relation there. Right and and there 's no connection between the servicer and the manufacturer, other than you know sometimes services agree to do warranty work for manufacturers, but there 's no kickback arrangement there 's no type of collusion going on
1: right.
0: i'm i'm my own business, whirlpool Maytag, and all those guys they are their own business and and our interests overlap in the area of appliances. They make them I fix them right. that 's where the similarity ends
1: and not to sound too attitudinal but you know, when's the last time you saw a really wealthy appliance repair guy? If they were all ripping off people so much, you'd think they'd uh, be living in style a bit more. I,
0: you know, I would like for the for the, the angst and, and the, the animosity even that uh, I, I see, and I, I see this almost every day in the forum from people mm-hmm. posting something in the forum and then some sort of negative comment about uh, the servicer. How much servicer. somebody was
1: going to charge me to come over and do it.
0: And if they would take that angst and that umbrage and redirect that, to say, oh, the amount of taxes being withheld from their paycheck every Mm -hmm. week uh, or every month, however however often they get paid, Uh, how much money is being extorted from them and their property taxes to pay for a broken educational system. I mean, if that energy was directed into things that really mattered, imagine what a utopian world we could live in. (gasps) Oh, the thinks you could think. (laughs)
1: Wow. All right. You're getting philosophical in your old yes, I'm, I'm age, which waxing. reminds me, happy yes. birthday, Samurai. Hello. Thank you so much. You look really good for 29.
0: I know. i 20, turned 29 yet again. I know. I know. It's been, I, how, how many years now has it been that I've been turned 29?
1: I'm losing count. <laughs> Gosh, it
0: must be know, almost 20 years now I've been turning 29. <laughs> so.
1: Well, do we have time for another email?
0: I think that's I think we're about out of time.
1: Well we'll have to save this one and all of you out there will have to wonder is it mine that's coming up next? Well you'll have to tune back in it, and a,
0: it, could be it you. won't be long. It could be you but um, thanks for joining us on uh, this installment of Appliance Repair
1: radio buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you forgot what we were doing for a minute. No
0: I was trying to conjure the, uh-huh. uh, the more artistic word to use but
1: uh, and, and buffoonery is as good as you got buffoonery huh? is
0: uh, all that i was able to pull out uh, and,
1: uh, but uh.
0: <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for downloading and listening and uh, if you have any questions of your own please email them to us at podcast at fixitnow.com hey.
1: and we if you want to read about any i don't know if we'll put up links i'm trying to think what we talked about already it was just such a blur. But we do have a website that is specifically for the podcast, which is podcast.fixitnow.com. Right,
0: you can go there and download uh, all the uh, MP3s for all of our episodes directly right right there at the podcast. Plus, we post
1: supporting information, uh, if there's ever model numbers or a link to the 12 laws that we're talking about, all that kind of stuff. right there for you. Exactly. So...
0: Point. So, all right, so once again, this is Samurai Appliance Repair Man and
1: Mrs. Samurai
0: say sayonara. sayonara.